Greetings everyone, this is Richard Earls, the publisher of Travel Research Online, speaking to you from Tallahassee, Florida. One of the truly great benefits of the travel profession we sometimes overlook is the privilege of raising our children in this amazing industry. Travel presents children with the gift of a greater worldview, filled with empathy and understanding. Joining me in this conversation today are three travel professionals who have raised their children while building a travel practice. And I'm going to ask each to provide our listeners with insight into the journey as experienced by their children and themselves. So this episode is going to be about the experience of raising children in the travel industry. And one of my guests actually represents a multi-generational family in travel. I want to introduce my guest briefly but full biographical information can be found in today's show notes. Amanda Ballone, I understand that expedition travel is somewhere in your niche market. Tell me what expedition travel is and then tell me a little bit about your travel practice. Of course, yes. I specifically like to focus on African safaris, but it's a lot of wine and wildlife and adventure for me. So when we do African safaris or we do expedition travel in terms of the cruises, and those are like Galapagos Islands or the Arctic or Antarctica, uh, specific to seeking out um, wildlife and doing more of small groups. And we also like to specialize those groups a little bit too. I think I mentioned to you, uh, Africa just holds so many of my favorite destinations, some of the most special places on our planet. You know, someone once told me Africa is not a destination, it's a point of origin. I, I always like that. So, Camille Sanders, now you're a specialist in romance travel, and you've been in the travel industry for about 30 years, right? I have, yes. Yep, been uh, doing... Last 15 years, been doing romance travel, um, destination weddings, celebrations, um, honeymoons, um, been focusing on the romance side along with um, travel to customized travel to like uh, Europe and Bali and places like that for um, honeymoons. Very good, very good. And uh, Sally Kaloran, now you live in Arizona. You know, I'm in. Florida and people always talk about how hot Florida is, but I think you've got us beat. Um, I think we're probably what up to ninety now. You know, probably in in, in a little bit. I mean, this, we're still in morning time here, so um, yeah. By this afternoon, we'll 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 probably hit triple digits. Oh, so. Goodness. That's when you oh. just stay inside. <laughs> well, we are a full service travel agency. I have kind of tried to specialize a little bit more because I really enjoy the river cruising and the cruises and stuff like that. But I really enjoy the exotic travel too. So trying to help customize trips to people because exotic travel for everybody can be different. So customizing travel for that kind of thing is something I really actually enjoy um, doing planning a vacation towards somebody's likes and dislikes is something that's actually um, really enjoyable for me to do too. Excellent, excellent. So what I want to do is a deep dive into the concept of raising a child in the travel industry. 
Now, certainly all of you have had that experience and some of you have even lived it out as a child in the industry and I certainly want to get into that as well. Tell me about your children's introduction to travel. In other words, what were their first couple of trips and were you already in the industry when you started? What was the earliest experience of traveling like? Amanda, how about you? Yeah, sure. I'll be happy to. So my my daughter's very first appearance in travel was actually that we found out we were pregnant when we were seeking out the Northern Lights in Alaska and the Yukon. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got the phone call from the doctor and they're like, guess what? <laughs> um, but for her physical first appearance, um, her very first trip was a trip to Memphis. And we were just doing a great little family getaway. She was three months old. And then the very next month, we went to Buffalo to visit family. So short domestic trips, but she was in first class seating before uh, she was a year old the first time. And it was the first time I was in first class seating. So <laughs> nice, nice, um, nice, of, uh, nice of her to let you do that. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> It was a great experience, and she was absolutely the best traveler. We had people walk by us on the plane just cringing that there was going to be a baby on the plane with them, and she, we got so many pats on the back of what an excellent traveler she was. We knew she fit our family perfectly. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. Camille, what about you? What were your first experiences traveling with your child like? Um, living in California, we would do, you know, short trips over to the coast and things like that. Um, Danielle, my daughter, she's our, my oldest. She, um, we took a flight. We were living up north um, to Disneyland and flew from Sacramento down to L.A. with Southwest. And um, anyways, she was four at the time. And everybody just loved her. The flight attendants kept coming by and she was just fascinated with the plane and the pilots and everything. So she actually got invited to come up to the cockpit to see the pilots at that time. Granted, it was before 9-11. And uh, anyways, but uh, she earned her wings on that flight. <laughs> so All right, yeah, you don't, you don't get invited into the cockpit often uh, nowadays. Exactly. Nope. Sally, what about you? Tell me about your earliest experiences traveling with your child as a travel professional. Well, my mom and grandma started our travel agency. So, um, you know, they, that was back in 1985. And my mother won a trip to Hong Kong. Um, and I think I was like 14 or 15 at the time. And so that was back when they gave us really <laughs> great deals. You know, the Hong Kong tourism board, the grand prize at the event was, you know, four, you know, four people to Hong Kong and hotel accommodations and tours and all this stuff. So that was actually my first international trip. And we took as a family and uh, I got bit at that point <laughs> by the travel bug. So I believe that was in 89 or 90. And, and then from that point on, I just really enjoyed, you know, working in the travel industry. So um, my oldest daughter was three months old and, <laughs> and she, uh, she, when she got her first passport and we traveled to Turkey. So that was, uh, that was pretty exciting to do our very first trip with a, with a newborn and do it internationally. So I, I, I pretty brave of ourselves to be able to do that at that point, but sometimes not knowing enough kind of gets you, you know, in there to, and she was, 
she was pretty great. You know, the same thing. They, you know, people look look at a plane, especially on an international flight. But um, I think she slept almost the entire time. So, but yeah, and she's they've been able to travel with us ever since. Let me ask. My experience, having raised a son in the travel industry, is that the schools were very supportive. They were very encouraging whenever I would take him out and sometimes for extended periods of travel. They were fine with it. Did you guys have the same experience? Were the schools supportive? Amanda? So my daughter's in kindergarten right now, so it's not quite the level or degree yet, but we've thoroughly discussed with the school and we tried always kind of back up to or pre um, pre head up a already vacation time. And every time that we've brought up, okay, if we go away at Thanksgiving, if we do this, if we do that, they're always like, oh yeah, no problem. We kind of start shutting down school anyway. She'll get such a better educational experience by going on that trip than being in school those few days. No problem because all of the kids are shutting down anyway at that time. So they're very supportive of it. Sally, you must have had a lot of experience with schools and having to shuffle schedules, have the kids excuse for absences. Were the schools largely supportive of that effort? Yeah. I mean, and we live in a small town and, you know, it was a pretty small school. So it was really easy to be able to adjust um, and actually, uh, my oldest daughter also, my parents were work, worked with refugees in Turkey for a while. And when she was, how old were you? Oh, that I was time? 10. She was 10 and she lived in Turkey for three months. And her teachers gave her all her work ahead of time. And my mom kind of homeschooled her in Turkey. And um, she was actually even able to go to the UN, had a school there. And she went with some of the refugee kids to the, the school. And of course, she was the, you know, show and tell of the week that, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, the, the schools have been very supportive. And like Amanda said, it's, they, they, they understand they're going to get even more training and experiencing traveling than even just school books would ever give them. Sally, I know your daughter is sitting right there next to you. Would you like to introduce her and let our listeners meet your daughter? This is my daughter, Hannah. She's 23. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, was it pretty special growing up in the travel industry? Definitely. Um, it's definitely brought in my worldview and just, um, I just, I see the world differently. So it's, it's definitely been an immense blessing being able to travel with my family and go to all these places and see all this stuff. So I am definitely very honored to have experienced all this stuff throughout my life. Let me ask all of you. Did, did you ever come upon a situation traveling with your children that was particularly uncomfortable for some reason? Did anything like that ever happen to you, Camille? Were you ever traveling where something really uncomfortable or scary happened? Um, yeah, just one time when um, that stands out in my mind. We were on a cruise ship and Danielle was five at that time and uh anyway she disappeared from our group i had 23 people on an alaska cruise um and had taken my family anyways she disappeared didn't know where she was at i was pregnant with nathan my son at the time and my mom was afraid i was going to go into pre-labor because <laughs> i was literally backed up to that cutoff date that you're not supposed to travel when you're pregnant Anyways, and uh, but we found her. She was with her papa, and but anyways, they had slipped away, and I didn't know it. It was a little scary at the moment. I've lost uh, Ryan on more than one occasion, 
and yeah, it's it's a little disconcerting. Sally, how about you? Did when you were traveling with your children, did you ever have an episode that was really scary or uncomfortable? Not when I was traveling with my kids that I can really remember. No, I know. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, when they got to be teenagers, sometimes, you know, that's just difficult in life period. But um, <laughs> traveling. Now, there was a time when I was a, a traveling with my family that we were taking a train from Turkey to Greece. And me and my sister were older teenagers at the time. And we had um, a sleeper car that we were sharing with some other girl from Australia. She just happened to be on the same train. And my parents were in the sleeper car next to us. Well, we were in first class and a gentleman from on the second class train was trying to sneak through, ended up getting into our sleeper cabin and um, came in and was attempting to um, pull his pants down. We're screaming and yelling, banging on the sleeper car next to us with my parents. The Australian girl ended up actually pulling out um, a small pocket knife. It wasn't, I don't know what it done enough, but between our screaming and everything else going on, the conductor was able to come get him and, and threw him to the ground. So that was a pretty traumatic situation. Yeah, I think that qualifies as an uncomfortable experience. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of went beyond the point of uncomfortable, but yeah, so that's, that's my big uh, travel scary story, but yeah. <laughs> Amanda, how about you? Did anything ever happen to you that caused you any real concern? when you were traveling with your children? So my first trip bringing my daughter to Africa, um, she was three years old and we had a delayed flight, all of this stuff. It just seemed like everything didn't go right. Mechanical errors on the plane, everything. We finally land in Atlanta. We're about to leave. We're boarding and I don't have her birth certificate with me. It's always in the same place. I don't have her birth certificate. You must have birth certificate and passport and both parents on the birth certificate. And there's no birth certificate. <laughs> so um, my business partner, Tiffany, actually had to drive like 45 minutes to get to my house to take a picture, to send me a picture of it. So then get it um, notarized in the airport. It was the biggest rush of time that I freaked out with one hour to go before boarding an international flight. Yeah. That, and there was no in between. <laughs> That is, uh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> that, uh, you, 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 you need a good travel agent. Yeah. Right. Well, so I was being the travel agent for everybody else going with us. There was 20 of us and her birth certificate is always in the exact same spot, except this one time that I didn't happen to pick it up. I've told you that uh, my son and I climbed Kilimanjaro together when he was 18 and he wouldn't properly wash his hands the whole way and I kept saying Ryan you know you've, you've got to wash your hands and I believe his exact quote to me was dad you have to be one with the dirt well a couple of days later he was indeed one with the dirt he got so sick and we had to carry him off the mountain and he's about six foot eight he weighs about 250 pounds and it took four porters to carry him and I carried everyone's bags it was just brutal it was brutal going down. It was actually harder than going up. So that type of thing certainly can happen to you when you're traveling with your children. So I'm sure. He, he was at risk that time, but, um, but mostly for me, by the time we got down there, I was not a happy camp. <laughs> exactly. He, right? was 18, he was 18. So talk about the, the entire experience 
of raising your child, seeing the world, how would you say it affected their worldview? How would, how would you say it impacted them as human beings? Camille? Um, it's definitely broadened their whole outlook on the world. Um, yeah, they're definitely more aware how blessed they are, especially living here in the United States and us going to other destinations that are not as fortunate to have what we have here in the States. Um, definitely, I think, opened their eyes much more kinder to people and wanting to help people. My daughter's looking at doing a study abroad program um, as she's a freshman this year in college. Um, but yeah, de definitely more, just overall, just more wanting to reach out and help people, you know. Sally, how about you? Did you see a, a definitive impact on travel in, in terms of the development of your children's character? Absolutely. I mean, and it's one of those things that you don't really notice until someone asks you that question. Or, you know, people will be like, oh, wow, they must be so like this. And I'm like, oh, they actually are. But I didn't, you don't realize the change and stuff because travel just is naturally very immersive. And it, it does take you out of your comfort you know, of home and things like that, but it makes you experience things naturally. Um, and you're exposed to, you know, so many different people and emotions and, and their emotions and your emotions. So I think it makes you much more empathetic and, you know, open and flexible um, that, and my children do, the, the one comment I get a lot is that they will interact with other adults and other people very easily. And even when they were quite young, it, they, you know, it, they didn't have any problem with, you know, different people like that. So I think it just kind of naturally makes them very open to uh, different people and different things and much more empathetic for sure. I think empathy is a very important word. I think travel in general makes us more empathetic. And when we're children, we're so much more easily impressed by the things that we see and by the things that happen around us. It's such an impressionable time. Amanda, your oldest daughter is still pretty young, right? She's my only daughter. She's only six years old, but okay. I can definitely see a difference in her as well. And a lot of it is, I agree with you, Sally. Um, she interacts well with adults, which most of the time... You don't see little kids interact really well with adults, and she does. And the other thing is we tend to try to get a more um, less tourist experience, more right, really, yeah. truly local experience, and we always try to go somewhere that we can help others. So the last few trips, we've gone to an orphanage and volunteered time and brought supplies and that sort of thing. And my child was playing with the other children and she made friends and she asked questions, very intuitive questions like, mommy, why don't they have a television or why don't they have new toys? They don't have a Barbie doll. Like she noticed those things or why are six of them sharing one room? And it made her really understand truly, like you said, Camille, she realizes that she is better off in terms of I have my own bedroom or I live in my own house with my parents and that sort of thing that we've noticed that it makes her a really 
open-minded person and knowing that she is living a very good life and is excited to help others. Every holiday, she picks out Christmas gifts for other people instead of herself and doesn't get a list to, to get for other people. And I think that makes her more open-minded to that. Now, I have to ask you guys, what, when you traveled with, especially when children are young, was any part of the trip more difficult than another? Any anytime I think we had like if there was too long of car rides or things like that, those tended to be like if you have a long shuttle or you know, I mean sometimes even just local car rides. We went from New York to Ohio one time and I think I can remember that being a very bad and they were all young at the time, so that was kinda difficult. I think when you don't prepare them for something, like you're mentally prepared, you understand. But um, one time we went to Disney World and there was a lot of just going, going, going. And I hadn't really prepared them very much for how extensive it was going to kind of be. And they got really worn out quickly. Um, you know, I think that sometimes you forget to, you get mentally prepared and you're re ready for things, but you don't express to them what this is going to be like so they know ahead of time. I think those, you know, can be. Amanda, how about you? You still have a very young daughter. Is one part of the trip more difficult than others? Well, ask any mother about changing a diaper on an airplane, and they'll say that's the number one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it, it's not an easy space. You think it's hard to get one adult in there. Uh, so um, that's definitely not an easy one. But truthfully, the international trips felt easier than the domestic trips for me, especially going to Hawaii. My daughter was about two years old when we went to Hawaii. And so we needed a car seat. We needed um, floaties for the water. We needed all of these extra things. And there are services that you can order stuff and pack and drop it off. But even organizing some of those services for certain things that my daughter needed, it was easier just to bring some of those along myself. But it was making sure as a first-time parent that I knew what exactly it was I would need in that destination. So it's nice because I, I pulled on some of my um, Hawaii specialist friends and the ones who would be able to help and share with me what it is that they would recommend, um, especially ones who traveled with younger children at that time because that wasn't my area of expertise. Yeah, ab absolutely. You know, one of the one of the things we always talk about in relation to travel is the way that it creates memories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that developing this sort of bond with your child over travel is pretty special stuff. How does your child, uh, your children now, how do they how do they relate to their travel experiences? What kind of memories do they have hang on to and and have they done anything special to sort of keep it in mind for themselves you know do they do they collect things or do do they have lots of photographs or what have they done to, to sort of hang on to those memories my kids have um when we've traveled places especially beach locations um taken a little bit of sand in a ziploc and some shells and then we put them in jars and label them so they are also seeing, you know, different color sand around the world that, you know, is different than what we have here in California. So they like, they like doing a lot of that kind of stuff, trying to get some momental, momentum from the uh, location, from the destination. 
you know, just to hang on to and remember. My son, we went in July to um, uh, Puerto Vierta. And um, yeah, he ended up picking up sand and we got to see a sea turtle and, you know, things like that. So he, uh, he really loved that trip. Sally, how about you? Are your children doing anything special to sort of hang on to those experiences? Do, do, are they collectors? Do they, do they have lots of photographs? Um, well, my, my, my two middle daughters are big photographers, so they got lots of those. And we even have some framed um, photos from tr different travel and stuff like that. Um, we always, whenever we would travel, we'd always buy something for the house. So we have things all over our house from everywhere we've traveled. It's not just buy gifts to, for them to have and things like that, but we'd always buy something that was like, you know, something we could hang on the walls or something we could put up on a shelf or something we can, you know, use that, that's something that we would all remember. This is, oh, this is that trip to, you know, there and, and stuff. Um, but what about you, Han? Do you have anything that you... Um, whenever I take a trip, I always try to journal throughout it just you know writing down high points or things like that so I do have a lot of a lot of that to kind of keep memories because I mean for me the biggest thing throughout trips are not like the big like you know you know monuments or things like that it's the everyday you know little memories your 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 you know inside jokes things like that that you want to that I like to hang on to so I try to you know write all of it down and so that's how I keep them. And like my mom said, pictures and stuff like that. But yeah, for me, it's the journaling and that's how I keep it all, keep it all together. Okay. I, I confess that I do the lazy man's version of journaling on Facebook, right? I post as I travel and take photographs and post them. How about you? Do you use social media to communicate with your friends as you're traveling? Do your kids participate in social media? Um, I, I don't have Facebook, but while traveling, I, I do try to take the time to take a break from social media just because I do like to get away from it. So I might go on there, you know, every now and again and put something on or things like that. But usually once I get back is when I'll post all my pictures or things like that. So How about my other daughter just came back from a trip to Turkey and, um, she, with my, my parents, um, every, every time one of my girls graduate, they take them on a special trip. You know, they've been to Hong Kong or Singapore or India. And my other daughter, she just got back from Turkey because that was one of the only places that it's open right now. <laughs> but she posted maybe one or two pictures a day. And I was like, you need, we need to see more. And she's like, nope, I'm traveling. I'll post them all when I get back. <laughs> so, How about Amanda? I know your daughter's probably not on social media. but oh, She's active on there, but only because of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you documenting those travels yourself? Oh, yeah. I'm exactly opposite of Sally's family. I am a storyteller day by day. I will take photos and take notes in my phone um, while we're traveling if we're on a bus or if we're on a cruise ship or in you know just out traveling I will write a bunch of notes and then every night before I go to sleep I'll post what that day's feeling was what that experience was I post a lot of pictures I am not uh, one of those people who has to crop and edit my pictures so my friends make fun of me and they're like I saw a blur. I'm like, that blur was important. That was a line going by. <laughs> you know? But um, I post all sorts of daily experiences while we're traveling. And my daughter 
has her own hashtag, which is Aurora the Explorer, um, because her name's Aurora. So she is all over social media. Of course, it's not her writing it, but I'm definitely the mommy posting about her child traveling and the experiences she's getting. Okay, that's too cute. Yes. (laughs) That's cool. That's very cool. Okay, now, key question. Does anyone here have a child who said, hey, I want to be a travel advisor. I want to be in the travel industry. Is anyone's child talking about entering into the profession? Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my daughter, Hannah, here. She's really the only one who's really, you know, um, like I said, my other two, they love photography and cooking, which I think the experience of travel has helped ignite those those likes and stuff but um hannah is also i mean she also is a teacher um and she's getting her teaching degree but she is you know she went on a fam to egypt uh what was that last year yeah last may yeah so she's my she's been my biggest one that showed a lot of interest in and uh you know before covid hit and stuff like that she was we were looking at you know getting her to go to some of the college campuses and kind of getting you know some of those people involved in like getting small groups together and, and stuff like that and amanda are you raising a, a a tiny travel agent i don't really know yet i think that she's got a lot of um time to figure that out but <laughs> i'm certainly raising somebody that i want to figure out how to work what if she comes here after school she's going to be <laughs> helping me out instead of <laughs> sitting there and So um, I don't really know for sure if she'll do that in the future, but I definitely know that she will be immersed in it for a long time. Do your children think about travel differently because you're in the industry? Does the word travel come up a lot more so than a man, a family that just thinks about vacation? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's pretty funny. I just took my youngest daughter to the dentist yesterday and, and it was, um, you know, it, it's just funny how naturally too, they, and then the receptionist is like, um, I haven't even been out of the United States, <laughs> you know, and just, just gonna, you know, but travel definitely comes up and it's great for me too. Cause if they start talking about different things with other people and, and just, and, and then I'm like, Oh yeah. And here's my card, you know, <laughs> and I can help you out too. Camille, how about you? Uh, definitely. Sometimes my kids are my walking billboards. <laughs> yeah, so their friends will be talking about something and they'll like, you know, pipe off with, yeah, we've been there, we've done this, or, you know, my mom's a travel agent. Yeah, so it, it's funny. But yes, a lot of times uh, they're, they're promoting me in way and it's just naturally, it's not like they're just bringing it up, but naturally, you know, because of their own experience, travel experiences. And if, if you give them your business cards, do they hand them out? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Amanda, how about, how about your daughter? Yeah. Does she perceive travel differently from the way you think maybe her, her friends do? I absolutely think she does. Without it being a stuck-up or snobby thing, it's almost a part of an expectation. It, and it's more so like, mommy, when's the next cruise we're going on? Or she'll watch the Chipmunks (laughs) movie and be like, mommy, we went on that ship, right? (laughs) Um, So 
it's more of she's always ready. And if we say, oh, we're going to go here, we're going to go there, she's like ready and used to it. And like if we don't go somewhere or do something, she's kind of like, wait, we're staying at home? Why? (laughs) Um, But it's never like over the top snobby or anything. It's just she is used to us always on the go. Sure. It's a natural part of her life. Uh, I think that's the thing that happens is it becomes so well integrated into their psyche that it's just there. It's a present. It's a continual presence in their life. Well, guys, I so appreciate you participating in this. I think it's an experience that we all need to to hold pretty tight because the the memories it creates, the possibilities it's going to give our children is enormous. It's just an immense opportunity. And I so appreciate you guys sharing with the listeners and uh, and with me. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Well, thanks for having us. Yes. All right.